You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. I tell you what, my dog, like, you, you think you can just put down a dog's food and, like, leave it to its business. But that is not the case with my dog because she's mentally superior to me. Like, she just be like, cool, well, I guess I'll just die, like, is how she goes. Like, if she, if she doesn't feel like that particular food or whatever on the day, she's just like, guess I don't eat anymore. And we'll just, like, lay about for, like, a day and then start to vomit everywhere and, like, until oh my the, God. she will mentally crush me every single time. Like, so if, when she's doing that, you've got to, like, hand feed her a bit or, like, you know, to jumpstart the process. This morning, I got her to eat some, and then in the end, I just put her in bed with my wife and went, ah, I'll come back to you later. <laughs> You'll be all right in a couple of hours. But, you know, some days she just doesn't like her food. She doesn't like the biscuits, but she needs to have them. Um, cause yeah, because she, yeah, she's got, like, um, she gets crystallization in her kidneys or whatever, you know, so she has to have a special biscuit. Oh, yeah. So all the foods that I give her, are all to mask the biscuit she has to have. But if she detects the, the like biscuits, then it's game over. Then she doesn't want to eat it. And so, just so annoying. I never she, met a never met a dog that doesn't like their biscuits before. Fucking hates them. But, but she's always been like that. She just doesn't like biscuits at all. Like, for the first six months plus of her life, she only ate biscuits. And then one day she went, I am done with this life, and you need to figure out an alternative or I will die. Like... <laughs> And that's when she didn't even know other types of foods existed. She just went, I'd rather I'd rather slip away from this fucking mortal coil than live a life with whatever <laughs> shit you're feeding me. And that's just how she's always been, you know. She's just a, a complete maniac. But what yeah. a fucking princess. Yeah, she is that's exactly what she is. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm recording. Welcome to Akata Shorts, everybody. <laughs> hey man. Uh, I actually I actually pulled a chair over today so that my dog could sit next to me uh, because normally he sits on the couch, which is about two and a half feet away. Yeah. Maybe, maybe less, maybe two feet or so away. And he, he just whines that he's not right next to me. So I pulled over our chaise lounge here so that he could sit right next to me. Mm -hmm. And then he fucked off upstairs to go sleep with my wife. anyway. (laughs) He wait till you're like halfway through the podcast and then he'll appear and he'll be like, may I now? Be lifted to the shay, please. Can, can you please lift me up and put me up there? I don't want to jump. It's two in the morning. I don't want to jump. That's yeah. what he's going to say. Exactly. Well, or he's going to want to go outside and take a poop. I know. What an absolute monster. Is it two in the morning there now? Or it's going to be two no, in no, the no. morning? No, no, no. It's 2.20 or 12.20 right now. Yeah, okay. Fuck. I thought it was 11.20 for some reason. I forgot how hard your life is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to a card of shorts.
I'm so glad this isn't a video podcast or else people would have just seen me uh, hearing that song. I started picking up change in my living room and I fell through the TV. So, <laughs> look, anyway, welcome to Okada I said Shorts, that TV. It didn't look that good. You needed a new one. It's fine. <laughs> I tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it actually costs quite a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome. Welcome to Okada Shorts, everybody. We are uh, the Kings of Pod style, the International Wrestling Grand Prix. I'm uh, I'm your good friend Curtis Spears over there. That's your bad friend Rafe Houston. Mm-hmm. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing bad. Um, I'm actually <laughs> not doing bad. To be honest, I have COVID. You wouldn't fucking know it because I look like a million bucks and feel great. I had like a slight <laughs> tickle for a hot second, and then I was like totally fine. And I got a free seven days off work. So yeah, yeah but you're still in the isolation station. Yeah, I'm in the isolation station. But to be honest, I've said it before on podcasts and two friends that I would thrive in that situation. And I have. It mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would stay here forever. So I have uh, no issues. Are you staying separate from Amy or is she just like going to get it too? Uh, she's just going to get it too because we had just come back from like a two-week holiday where we were together every single day. We were like in accommodations together. We were driving in a car, just the two of us for hours. Like anywhere I have been, she has been. So she's either had it and been over it in the time that we were on holiday or it just didn't test positive then and it's going to. You know what I mean? It was inevitable, so we didn't really, we didn't bother about it. And because, like, with uh, WA's close contact rules or whatever, she counts as a close contact. She has to isolate for the same amount of time anyway. So basically Mm -hmm. on the seventh day, I test and so does she. And if I am... You know, negative then, I go on with my life and I'm, I guess, immune for two months or something like that. And if she tests positive, then then she does seven days isolation, but that won't affect sort of my time. So, yeah, mm. that's where we're at at the moment. And, uh, yeah, thriving, feeling good, uh, mm. doing some extra podcasts and uh, looking forward to doing this one, hanging out with my bud. That's great, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually uh, did, did one earlier tonight. I did a record already with Shane uh, with the old uh, – smart foundation podcast we had mikey on from uh the count out oh, did network you? mikey from uh independent waters came That's on awesome. and uh he did a we played a game we did a uh what's the best way to put it we well it's a draft so mikey represented aw okay. i represented new japan and uh-huh. shane represented wwe and we each took five draft picks from uh from the other two federations That's so fun and uh it was it was a pretty good time. Today today is actually the NFL draft in America, so we we wanted to do something to celebrate. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I think That's I got so cool. the shit end of the deal. I tried. <laughs> you, I tried. Did you get to, for New Japan? Uh, oh, oh, I got it written. I've got it written down. Please. Uh, or, or do we make we, people we, just like go to Smart Foundation? People should go to Smart Foundation anyway. Uh, I'll go, so so my first overall pick, I wanted to take Miro, but we made the rule that. You can't take any champions or anybody who's currently injured. Uh, so I couldn't take Miro. So my first, uh, my first pick ended up being Jungle Boy. Okay. And because I, I wanted someone, but and and uh, I think my picks kind of my picks were great, but everybody else kind of fucked my my ideas over. Yeah. I wanted to shore up. I wanted to shore up the tag team division and shore up the junior division. So I was taking juniors and tag and tag teams and. Uh, that was then, just like taking Okada. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no champions can't oh, take champions. Oh, okay, then. Well, that's all right. Then, yeah, cool. 
Yeah, so but there's uh, but plenty like, of great wrestlers that aren't champions in New Japan. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. So they kind of they kind of screwed over my junior division and my tag teams while I was trying yeah. to shore it back up. Actually, the um, bastards. Actually, we're going to do well, not a draft today, but we are going to do a bit of um, fantasy booking or whatever for Forbidden Door. And I actually found it um, a little bit challenging, just because I'm, I think so much of the New Japan roster that when I tried to dream match them, I was like, I'd probably rather just see him against this other guy from New Japan. <laughs> was, the, yeah. was the issue I was having, you know? And so, well, and so yeah. As, as we are wont to do, uh, we wanted to think of the good and the bad ideas. We wanted to think of the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. I had no problems coming up with the best case scenario. I, I, I was just like, oh man, who would I like to see this guy against? I actually you know, found, the, I found the best case harder than the worst case uh, like um really yeah yeah exactly the worst case i could i dial those up all day which is kind of how my mind works i think because i'm a, <laughs> a, a good psycho uh but the best case i was trying to i think i made it a little bit harder for myself because i was trying to think of not the obvious ones you know there's a couple of obvious ones there but i tried yeah. to think of stuff that you maybe you wouldn't think of and try to do something a little bit different whether i succeeded or not i don't know so we are going to be getting to the Forbidden Door talk a little bit later on in the episode. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the problems that were had with Windy City Riot and the Fight TV feed that uh, came off of that. We hello, there's my dog. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry, on cue. And uh, he, we, we won't actually be breaking down the event because it's not technically on World yet. So we're going to wait till it's on it's New Japan World problem. for more people to see it. Mm. And yeah, and then uh, we'll also be previewing Wrestling Dontaku which is this weekend. Yes. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Hey, Frankie made it onto the, onto the Shays lounge after all. Yes. Yes. Um, Good boy. And another thing I want to talk to you briefly, I don't know if you had a chance to check it out. I didn't check out the whole show, but we could briefly touch on golden series just because there was a couple of moments there in that, um, well, you wouldn't even say final. I don't know. Better, bigger show that they had throughout Golden Series. Well, I hate it when they do stuff was, like that. They'll just like throw a good match in the middle of like a series of like nothing events. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we we haven't even begun to talk about the biggest uh, abortion of justice that has come out of New Japan recently, and that is the fact that Tai Chi's King of Pro Wrestling reign has ended before it even really got started. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We didn't. We didn't even get to the island. We didn't even get to the island. We didn't even get to Gunnery the Ojima island. island. Is there still, wasn't even it's a still, throne. It was. Yeah. It was. There was no throne. There was no trophy room. Yeah. We didn't get a life size Miho Abe covered in gold like like a James Bond movie. No, nothing. We didn't get anything. We just got a match with like. I didn't. I don't like that stipulation. That cumulative, like thirty yeah. counts. I think it's dumb. Um. So yeah, I. The key, the KOPW thing needs to go in the bin, eh? Like, it, they had an opportunity there, which they didn't even see it, you know, like with Tai Chi holding it. Like, he mm. was the perfect guy to hold it because though he has built a, he's built up like a lot of, you know, in, I guess, uh, credibility, you know, with fans and in, in his work and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he is a cheesy, dramatic character. So you can have somebody like him claim that this dumb thing is amazing and it sort of makes sense and he can give it, like, the credibility that, like, a Yano can't. Giving it to Shingo, like, 
it's just Shingo Kent. Like, he's going to have banger matches. Nothing is different. So then you take your guy who gives you arguably the best matches all the time, you hamstring him by now he's got to have stupid stipulations at all time, and he has to carry around a dumb trophy and pretend it looks cool. Like, it, <laughs> I don't get it at all. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't that, know. That shouldn't be on a that shouldn't be on a on a dude who was the world champion less than six months ago. Yeah, and so well, let's not forget the fucking world champion now invented the shit that was all his idea. Now he's fucked off and <laughs> pretended like it's not not his issue. But he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be this," and then he was like, "I'm getting out of here. This is fucked." Like, you know. So well, maybe that's maybe that's what the KO and KOPW stands for, Kazuchika Okada. I think it did. we all assumed it was King yeah. of Pro Wrestling, but. Have they ever said it's King of Pro Wrestling, or do they just call it? No, KOPW? they just call it the KOPW. That's hilarious. Mm. It probably it does what, stand for. It. <laughs> what? What? What would the other two letters stand for? Is Kazusuke Okada Pro Wrestling presents wastefulness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wasted times. Wasted yeah. times. Uh, yeah, but I'm concerned just because. Yeah, I feel like Shingo always delivers great matches, and now he's going to have to do dumb shit. <laughs> All the time, yeah. Unless they start, it would have been so cool much fun. Stipulations, but I severely doubt it. Yeah, Tai Chi, Tai Chi definitely was the guy who should have been having those goofy, fun matches. Like Tai Chi can make me laugh in the middle of a match, and and yet still have a banger match. Like Yano makes me laugh, but he's not putting on bangers. Yeah. So, like, exactly. I don't know. I think if you, if yeah, if you wanted to say, if you wanted to add a bit of seriousness to the trophy or or just a bit of prestige yeah giving it to someone like taichi was the move yeah and uh maybe maybe he'll be like yano and just kind of find his way back to it over and over again i don't know i, uh, I definitely think putting it on shingo was definitely the wrong choice yeah, i wish i hope it finds its way to getting lost in shingo's luggage and nobody ever sees it again but it's, it's fine <laughs> <He> fucking <laughs> falls out of his pocket when he like, Shingo's like i don't know what London to tell you guys it, i checked it i know i'm not supposed to check it but it's not a title so it went in the it went in the check luggage and when i unzipped the bag it just wasn't there anymore it's about 100 yen for a new one but they don't really want to put out the They're money like, for oh, it let's, let's just scrap it nobody really yeah, yeah, and then they, the, the 100 yen was a bit too much to yeah, let's let's hope that that's the case. That's a, that's best case scenario. Um, did you also see the interaction between Okada and Naito um, before that? Like, so after their multi-man tag, did you see their little interaction in the ring? I don't think so. What are you talking about? So they had a, a you know a six-man tag earlier on that show, and there was a bit mm-hmm. of a fun interaction. So uh, Lij wins. Um, Naito rolls up Yano or something like that. It's very exciting. Um, but then after the after the bell, uh, Naito's in the ring, you know, a wave. Okada gets in and stares him down, and they're like, oh, you know, it's the champion and the challenger. They're getting in there so everybody can get their pictures and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, Naito puts up the LIJ fist, and Okada puts up, and they're like, oh, that's good sportsmanship, yeah, kind of thing. And then Okada grabs his hand and goes for the Rainmaker. Naito ducks, oh, turns around, kicks him in the balls as hard as he can, then hits him with a Destino, gleefully hits him with a Destino, <laughs> and then uh, and then poses over him. So I just thought it was fun because New Japan don't always do that kind of stuff. You know, they don't normally have physicality, you know, the, the champion and mm-hmm. challenger Outside sort of brawling. Yeah, exactly. They normally just... 
you know, they'll kind of give each other a look and walk away and the match is going to happen. But they actually got physical with each other and both were kind of being dickheads, you know, like uh, Okada went for the cheap shot and then, like always, Naito's always a better dickhead than anybody else and, mm-hmm. uh, and out-dickheaded him. Well, uh, speaking of... uh the champion and the challenger uh, being, or, I'm sorry, the challenger attacking the champion outside of a match. Did you see who was uh, talking to talking on Twitter to to Naito today? Yeah. So Naito was saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna finally raise that belt inside the inside of a dome, and I'm gonna finish my roll call." And Kent is like, "Noted. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna run back 2020." Oh no. And, uh, Kent is going to come and attack Naito in the middle of his roll call. Fuck. I, I, I think he maybe physically can't do that. <laughs> I think he yeah. is this like fucking, you know, body shattered at the moment. <laughs> well, that was, that was like four months ago. So who knows? Maybe he's better by now. Yeah, when his legs like hanging off or something, his hip was completely destroyed. And either way, if he's better, but uh, yeah. that that's fun. Kenta's always great on Twitter. I love Kenta. He's he's so great. I did r- remark in my the retro review on uh, the Smart Foundation podcast, which is something we do every episode. You should check it out. Um, I did. We, we were reviewing a like a Jeff Hardy versus Triple H versus uh, Edge match from like 2008, and I had to throw in a thing about how I wasn't watching at that point because I was just really watching Noah and Ring of Honor to watch Kenta matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Kenta. Yeah, I, anyway. I, I missed his glory days. So for me, like when Kenta came in, it was all like, dude, you don't even know Kenta's coming. This is going to be sick. And it took a long time for me to care about him. Like, cause I was trying to, you know, slow down a lot. When I first saw him, it was like Hideo Itami in NXT. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, so that yeah, run the, was so bad. It was, it was, he painful. fucked himself up. Yeah. It was, it wasn't great. Towards the end of his role, he like, his run in NXT, he got a little bit more interesting when he came back from the injury and he was wearing the suits and stuff and doing the GTS mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, I remember one promo, he was like, I just kicked you in the head with my suckless loafers. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that I guess that kind of douchey sort of persona led to sort of who he is now. But yeah, I always, I always really like him, his swagger and his look and his talking and all that kind of stuff. I haven't had heaps of matches in New Japan from him that I have really liked. Um, that I think I think all the other stuff is way more for me. And then he was had never really delivered it in the ring until probably that match with Tanahashi that injured him, <laughs> which is, yeah. you know that hardcore match at the Dome, which made me come to really respect him. You know, and uh, yeah, it was he went above and beyond in that match, and it was pretty amazing. Brother, have I got some some stuff to show you? Oh my goodness! If you if you don't if you don't know, two thousand eight through two thousand eleven, Kenta, whew, you got some shit coming to you, man. I'm gonna start sending you links, brother. You got time? You got you got seven days off from COVID? I'm yeah, gonna sit yeah. you down in front of YouTube, my friend. Well, I mean, I I know of him because nobody will shut the fuck up about it. But I uh, <laughs> I'm not really wanting <laughs> to go out of my way heaps unless like. Like, he needs to make me want to, you know what I mean? Like, that's a, a, that's where I am with wrestling at the moment. Is it, And I, it's been the theme of this podcast, and since I've known you, and whenever I talk to you in Japan, I'm like, 
make me care about anything. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's on Kenta to make me that fucking hype that I'm like diving into his back catalogue. You know, I'm not going to just live in his glory days. But I'll check out some stuff. I'm always up for it. I mean, everybody must carry on about it so much for a reason, right? Oh, man. There was just a time when like Kenta and uh, Danielson and Austin Aries were just like, having match after match after match together to try and just establish who was the true ace of ring of honor man that was that was it dude it yeah. was so good any but this isn't a ring of honor podcast no. we have one of those on the count out uh wrestling network look if you'd like company, to listen man. to pure he knows what's going on look at him yeah look dude count out but hat. um shit yeah we're, we're, we're talking new japan today so yeah, yeah let's talk about let's talk about windy city riot i mean fuck fight app right just fuck it Right, well, right in its well, you face. And I, you, and I, you and I had this conversation, and I didn't think fuck fight because I use fight to watch a lot of stuff, and it's totally fine. I believe the onus is on the people putting on the show, you know, and what and the resources that they give to it. Because fight's just a streaming platform. The problem is that they're probably doing it with like shitty internet and two cameras and doing a bad job as far as that goes. I would say. First of all, fuck New Japan for not just putting it on New Japan World. You have mm-hmm. a perfectly good streaming platform that works great, that you do all your stuff, but I understand they're trying to do, they're maybe trying to get more, you know, American viewers and they think maybe they'd get more through fight and they also think, you know, maybe we can get an extra payday by, you know, our existing fans will then buy it to watch it you know, uh, when it comes out and to watch it live. So fuck that because people are already paying a lot of money to the streaming service to watch it. So you're punishing your existing fans. And mm-hmm. then two, you don't give the resources over to then do it well, which is shit, you know? So yeah. I, I, when we talk about problems with it, I haven't watched it and it's a show I really want to watch because I refuse to just pay more money. I'm not going to pay like 30 bucks extra to see something that I'm going to see on an existing platform that I've subscribed to for years to to watch it, you know? And I think mm-hmm. if instead of fucking about and, like, doing the fight thing and stuff and, you know, doing a bad job of it and not really achieving what you want in the first place, maybe put more money into upgrading your existing app, making it easier for Western fans to download it onto their phone like like because the new japan world is still just a website and though i've kind of got like an icon on my you know my phone and stuff like that it's not really like an accessible app invest that money into that make it like hey western fans want to watch new japan world one click sign up with your credit card and you've got access to the full thing just in an app the same as you would do with like you know wwe network i don't know whether it still is or not i mean it used to be just an app or whatever just make it easy for people but instead they piss about they do this bullshit and then it they don't even do it well and then everybody gets mad and then people won't subscribe to the next one and they they fuck themselves over like they've done this stuff before it's annoying like it's not even the first time they've done it right? I, I think you're right and, and the the sad thing is that some of these new japan strong shows these these new japan of america pay-per-views that they've had that have been on fight i've never really noticed it before because they always had them streaming with japanese commentary on the on the world so i've just been watching with japanese commentary on world 
because it's like, I already pay for this. Like you said, why should I go out of my way to pay extra when I can watch it for free? And, you know, granted, I won't be hearing Kevin Kelly, but I've watched new Japan for literal decades without American comms. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, the, it's, it, it does make things like strong, which don't always have the best production value. And definitely this show look kind of rinky dink, you know, it makes it look very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, low rent, yeah. I guess. And when you put it in makes big it, stars on it, like you're putting a John Moxley on it, hoping that Western fans, AEW fans, fans of John Moxley will tune in and check it out. So then if you're going to spend that money, you know, on him and have him there, you then, and and that's investing in, you know, them seeing like a Will Ospreay and being like, wow, that guy's an amazing wrestler. Like, if you're going to do that, you then need to capitalize on it. You know, you can't seem Bush League because then they won't spend the money. They just spent like 30 bucks to watch this. And it's like, you know, fraught with tragedy. Um, and it mm. doesn't need to look super shiny and high-end like an AEW feed does. What it needs to do is work like and not go offline <laughs> and you know and those kind of things like you can have a and there's things you can do without spending heaps of money to make a show look quality you know and then so I'm I'm just going to bring it back to independent wrestling for a second um have you heard me speak about ETU wrestling before expect the unexpected wrestling I have. Yes. I have. So, so listen to it on the Faces and Feels podcast available on this very platform you downloaded right now. I put him up, he slams him down. This is how we work. It's just symbiosis Dang. here. But that is, these are shows put on by uh, my friend and mentor, The Struggles, longtime podcaster, full time commentator now, and then has now started his own company. And he's done two shows now. And he didn't have some huge, ridiculous budget to do these things. He put them on IWTV. Um, he had contacts there, and he, and he puts it on that. Um, and what did the first thing he looked at, he goes, okay, so I need to make sure all my cameras and stuff are right, which is something that IWTV can help with. But you know what? New Japan can help itself with that. They own all the equipment. Uh, and then the second thing I'm going to look at is lighting. And that's a big part of my budget. And if you watch those shows, if you, I mean, I'm sure you could Google them on YouTube if you looked up ETU Wrestling uh, and looked at A Match, or even if you have IWTV, you can load up those shows. He, the venue he uses is one that is used quite a lot on IWTV. It's nothing special. It comes with a ring. It's just a basic, you know, lodge hall type scenario. But his shows look different from everybody else's because he's put the ring in the th- uh, center just what you do but then he uh had them do like so the the artwork for his shows is like the first one was like a lime green kind of thing so all the lighting along the back walls and stuff is green uh and then on the second show it was purple artwork so then it's like a kind of purple thing and just simple little things like that but it makes the show have its own flavor and stand out and look professional immediately how a company like New Japan that put on dome shows and stuff can't figure this shit out, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, like, just invest a little bit of resources in the actual visual product, and then the rest of the money, just, I don't know, put it all into the internet 
I don't I don't know I'm not a streaming guy but just make internet work <laughs> like that's all you need to do mm-hmm. some basic lighting you don't need huge backdrops you get your talent there you make sure you've got a ring internet and then like bandwidth I don't I'm not a scientist I don't know how internet works but people do and then if you just make internet work then that's it that's the end of the fucking recipe <laughs> And I, I think that's going to that's gonna be the lesson that they're going to have to learn, especially with the next show coming up, Being Forbidden Door. They're going to be using AEW's, you know, satellites and whatever, oh, yeah. AEW's production and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to look really good, really professional right away. Is the difference but, that they did Windy City on Wi-Fi and they should have just had like one of those blue cables that you plug into the back? You know, like the click. <laughs> you, you know, like I've got my router, I've got my router here and it plugs directly into my computer. And that always works better than if I got it on my phone out there. <laughs> Did somebody just not plug in the blue cable? That's all I'm asking. I don't even know what it's called. That's how bad I am at computers. Internet cable in the camera solve all the problems for Windy City? Somebody not do that? <laughs> That someone didn't buy the right adapter for uh for the they're Japanese like, to like, to American oh, adapter. We've got the big one, but then there's that smaller one, and the Japanese stuff uses that. We're fucked. We're just gonna have to run the Wi-Fi, boys. <laughs> Rocky Romero's like, I'm gonna do hotspot off my phone. Hang on one second, guys. I'm just gonna get it going. And he puts hot on the hotspot. Hot activated. <laughs> they hotspot off Rocky's phone. He doesn't have great great you know reception and they yeah, only had three right. bars he only yeah. had three bars man it yeah. wasn't good yeah exactly and, that's and he was running out of data he had he had to he had to go in he had to, he only had uh two two more gigs of data before he had to start paying overages yeah exactly and that's when it started to shape him and things started going really pear-shaped on the fight app oh man so okay anyway it's bright at least we know the next one's going to be better well it's 100 percent going to be better because like that that's what i mean about fuck fight AEW have been on fight since the start and there's never been an issue one time. You know, like, it just works. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I never have an issue with it. So, yeah. it's a, it, They put the money into the internet. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was that a fight comes with, like, a certain level of, like, camera and cameraman and, and technology and you can upgrade past that, maybe. But they just didn't. They were yeah. like, well, let's spend the money on Moxley instead. Yeah, well, I th- I don't think they would have, like, paid fight for camera. Like, I feel like they'd be like, we've already got camera uh, to do strong. Let's just put him in this building and then go with that, you know? I wonder. I wonder if they just rent all that equipment because I know when they when they were with Ring of Honor years ago, they used to just use Ring of Honor setup, and Ring of Honor always had really like really class stuff because they were subsidiary from from Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. So like the actual television Sinclair Broadcasting would have good television output. Mm. And now that they you know now that they're not using Ring of Honor stuff anymore, maybe they're just renting shit and they just rented a really low rent. Uh, facility in in chicago or something like that it has to be something like that it's probably something like that either that or they're they're not renting it but they're like using the old stuff that they used to have they're like just ship it over from japan and we'll just use whatever we had laying around you know as we've upgraded stuff. yeah where's this from 2004 yeah it's fine exactly and it's funny because the japanese people are known for their tech and like you know, uh, developing new things and being cutting edge with that kind of stuff. 
but they are also, and I know, know this from being there multiple times, very traditional. Like they'll be like, it's fine. Just use the thing that we've used for 30 years. It'll be fine. And so that kind of doesn't surprise me that it wouldn't even be a priority for them. You know, like mm-hmm. they'd just be like, oh, we have, we've got cameras. Just use those. And, Rocky, oh, sir, and Rocky's are, like, oh, fuck. Those are the cameras they used to use when they were filming cops. So yeah, those yeah. aren't very good. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, so maybe as well part of the appeal of the the deal with uh, AEW coming up. I mean, there'd be a couple of things. I think AEW buying Ring of Honor would have helped this happen because New Japan is very loyal and Ring of Honor still existed. They weren't doing much, but they would be like, as long as Ring of Honor exists, they're our dudes. And then so Tony Khan becomes Ring of Honor. They're like, oh, sweet. Well, that takes away the moral quandary. No worries here. And then two, oh, great. We've got access to all that good camera stuff again instead of, you know, using whatever stuff we had laying around slash have been renting on the cheap. Mm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm really glad that it's all coming together to form some sort of like Leviathan corpse collector uh, presentation. We've just got all the, all the horrible, you know, Frankenstein together federations. And it's just going to be so much fun to watch. It is. It is going to be fun. I am. I'm very excited to see this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they sort of book it as well, whether it just reads like a one-off super show or if they're going to start to tell sort of ongoing stories, you know? Uh, I bet you, I, I bet you we're going to see quite a few uh, new Japan representatives on AEW television within the next few weeks. Yeah. Quite a few, especially because the uh, best of super juniors start soon. So while while the the heavyweights aren't exactly needed, I think you're going to start seeing a, a bunch of them pop up here and remember what it's like to wrestle in front of people that can actually make noise. Yeah, exactly. That's, they're going to start to show out. And yeah, you, that's actually a really good point. That's a, It's great timing for them to be doing this. It's essentially the you know heavyweight off-season, or at least about to be. Uh, and mm-hmm. so it's a real good time for them to be out there doing different stuff. Definitely. I'm I'm very excited for the future. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and, you know, we're, we're already talking about yeah. Forbidden Door. Do we want to go ahead and play our game right now? Yeah, let's do best case, worst case, Forbidden Door. All right. Let's do best case scenario first. I think we're going to have more fun with worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's just, we'll go through all the obvious talking points that, you know, everybody's thinking deep inside their minds. Who, who could it be? What? What's it going to be? What are some of the dream matchups that we could see? Um, so, would, do you can, want to start at the? Do you want to start at the bottom of the card or at the top of the card? Uh, I haven't really written a card. I've just sort of written a, a collection of matches. You know what I mean? So, I, I didn't really I like I've, write it. Like first one, my first one that I put was like the the world heavyweight title match. You know that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Those were the ones I filled out first. Those are the big ones that everyone's thinking about right away. Yeah. And then I kind of filled in like what would it, what would be the opening match? What would be you know the 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 one directly after um, the, the concessions break and things like that. Well, so that's like, that's fun. We can work, workshop that. I didn't I didn't kind of attack it like I was writing the card. I just because we were kind of just saying you know four four best and four worst. Uh, so I just kind of 
put like a, a selection of dream matches. But let's write the card right now. But let's start from I the did top. Six best, I did six best case scenario. You're the one that set the fucking rules. And then you're cheating no. on me. The good, the good news is, is I actually wrote eight best. <laughs> I also <laughs> cheated. <laughs> okay. Well, well, here's the thing. At the end of this, at the end of this, we're going to set our card, what we think would be the best case scenario. We can only use each wrestler once. So we're either going to have to, if we use the same wrestler, we're either going to have to take your choice or my choice. Yeah. Or or they may be the same choice. So, but let's, let's start at the top and let's, let's write the card. So how many matches do you think we would have on the card? Uh, I think we would have eight matches. I think we'll have four before the, the break and four after. Okay. Then then let's do that. We're going to do eight matches starting at the top. My top build match, I would think for me would be, Okada versus Danielson. Now, most people would say title versus title or something like that, but to me, that is the match. Whether they would do it on this show or not, I'm not really interested in. I'm saying best case, and for me, that is the number one match I would want to see in the world. Absolutely. That's the same one I have. That's my number one first one that I saw. The the second this was announced, that's the one I I wanted on my show, Smart Foundation. The I think I said that on our predictions episode. That was the episode after you were guesting on there. I said I wanted Danielson versus Okada. Uh-huh. I thought they'd originally get to it with Danielson in the G1, but we can do it this way too. I'm fine with it. I want sometime in 2022, Danielson versus Okada. Yep. And in your mind, in your dream card of Forbidden Door, is that a title match? Yes. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So IWGP yeah. world title. Sikai Hebiku. Yeah. Okada versus Ryan Danielson. Okay, cool. No worries. All right, you go next. What's number two? Lucky number two. AEW world title match. I love that. Tetsuya Knight. I love that. I love that we've got the IWGP title above the AEW title. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's all right. Hot. Okay. Uh, AEW world title match, Tetsuya Naito versus CM Punk. Okay. So, yeah, a little bit of fantasy booking there for the next AEW event. You're having CM Punk take the title from Hangman Page, setting up Naito versus CM Punk. Yes. I knew you were going to that- say that. I didn't even write it because I knew that you would already do it. This is This is the fucking move. This is the match that, like, I want to see because... Punk's fiery storytelling with Naito's laid back character who can Naito's ability to let it lay out a match uh-huh. is second to none. Uh-huh. The dude's an absolute genius. When you add on top of that, his laid back attitude that can get under people's skin. And then you take CM Punk, who's so good at telling a story and who has that fiery nature. I, this, these two are going to be like, these two are gonna are gonna get on like a house of fire. It's gonna be amazing watching watching Naito get under Punk's skin and watching Punk fire up because of it. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. I'm I'm nerding You're out ready right for now. It. For that. You're ready. Now that is that's great. Um, next up, now that we're laying out all the title matches, the next one should probably be the ROH title, but that's not what I'm gonna say. Uh, okay, we we can duck back into that, but I'm gonna say Ring of Honor television title match Samoa Joe versus Shingo Takagi bitch ooh <laughs> ooh didn't wait didn't Samoa Joe lose the title 
Yeah. No, he won. He won it from from Minoru Suzuki, didn't mm-hmm. he? Okay, sorry. He did. Okay. Imagine okay. Shingo versus Samoa Joe, and yes. then shut your mouth because it's the best yes, thing please. that you'll ever hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, please. Two scoops. Yeah, that yes, would. I'm just like, I even though technically, like, I guess they've got Samoa Joe rocking in the ROH brand. He's definitely regularly appearing on AEW TV. He's mm-hmm. He's an AEW wrestler, you know, and him versus Shingo to me would be right up there, right next to Okada and Danielson, a match that I would love to see. Okay. So speaking of ROH titles. You got a match for Gresham? No, 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 no. FTR versus Dangerous Techers. Oh, I had that one too. I had that one too. (laughs) Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Exactly. I like it when we agree. Yeah, exactly. ROH tag title. Yeah, that's a that is a great choice. Um, I hadn't thought about it. I because we weren't like when I, I was doing it, I was just doing matches, so I wasn't thinking about titles. But if we're just doing titles, if I'm gonna book a match for, for Jonathan Gresham as the Ring of Honor champion uh against a new Japan roster member. Who is it going to be? I think it's going to be a couple of choices here. Curtis is looking at me like he has an expectation of what I'm going to say. I'm just, I'm racking my brain as well. Cause like, I mean, you, okay. So do you go the route where you want to grab someone who's a technical wizard or do you go the route where you want to try and, and play off of strengths versus weaknesses? You know, do you want to go Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit or do you want to go Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio? Yeah, you know? I think because both of those are great. Yeah, they are great. Um, maybe I'm going to change that. Okay. Yeah. Let's not go with Gresham it, yet. If we can't think of it. Is it Gresham versus Jay White? Ooh. I like that. Yeah. I like or, that. Jay White going back to try and conquer the conquer Ring of Honor where he spent his excursion. That yeah, because you could see him then like taking it and carrying on about it and stuff. I feel like that could be interesting, and I feel like maybe more interesting than the match that I had fantasy booked Jay White into originally. Okay, what was your what was your original choice for Jay White? I had Jay, Jay White versus Hangman Page. I like Jay White versus. Uh, Gresham more for the ROH title. I think there's a story you can tell about him going back to to take that belt from from revenge for his excursion. Yeah. Okay. Then let's do that. Then. All right. On to you. All right. <clears throat> Wild card special singles match: Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. <laughs> that would be sick. Uh, isn't he already booked though? Uh, did they? Is him and Ishii for that show? They haven't announced anything for the show yet. Oh, I thought uh, so. Him and Ishii is happening before that. Is I, I hadn't heard anything about him and Ishii. I thought I I I thought the card hadn't been announced at all yet. Oh, maybe that's a f- fever dream by me. I I know he's fighting Ishii. I thought it was at Forbidden Door. I thought it was the only match announced. But maybe it's just in general because Ishii is in the, in the US at the moment. What do you got next? Anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is our fantasy booking, so that is completely killer, and I have no problem with it. Um, next, I have Will Ospreay versus the returning Kenny Omega. We all want it. We all want it, but I, 
I'm gonna put one. I'm gonna put one down instead. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm open to it. Will Osprey versus Pac. Okay. You think that would be a better match than him and Omega? Now that you say it. <laughs> <laughs> now we say it out loud. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on Will Osprey versus Pac. Now that you've put Kenny Omega back in, I know. I know that they've been. Um, you know, they've been teasing it on Twitter for so long and, you know, we've all been tickled by it and we've all been ready for so long. It it sounds so good. It sounds so good. I just, yeah, let's go for it. They have not really had like a big, big match at all. I'm trying, trying to remember if they've versed each other, like just even in a G1 or something like that. If they did, it wasn't Will Ospreay of today. No, it wasn't Will Ospreay today. It wouldn't have been Kenny Omega of today either. They never faced each other in a G1 uh-huh. uh, because Kenny left before Osprey jumped up to the G1. I'm trying to think if maybe they cross in a best of the Super Juniors or anything. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think that Kenny, Kenny basically did the jump before Osprey really made his way up to uh, up to new Japan. And then, yeah, as far as I remember, I don't think they've ever crossed paths in a singles match. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I think that Kenny's sort of departure opened the gate for Osprey to step into that next level as well. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that would be literally crazy. Um, how many more are we going to do here? I've only got one more written down. So why don't you do a couple more? Okay, I've got I've got two more that we could play with. Um, I've got El Desperado versus Wheeler Yuta. Okay, now I'm going to see your El Desperado versus Wheeler Yuta, and I'm going to raise you El Desperado versus Red Death Daniel Garcia. Okay, I'm going to raise you that, and I'm going to go a fatal four-way for the junior heavyweight and it's going to be El Desperado, Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia, and then my fourth one, I'm booking this on the fly, a returning Kushida. Yes. Yeah, is that uh, it? Is that it? It was yes. almost Hiromu, but then I thought about Kushida coming back, and I was like, that'd be pretty epic. Yes. Also, uh, Hiromu could have a, a special singles match somewhere else uh, yeah. with something something like that. I think that would be the shit. Oh, my God. Imagine the nonsense they could get up yeah. to. Like, imagine that opening match. Like, they're, they're so good at those junior four four ways. Imagine opening the show with that. Oh, my Desperado God. Desperado comes you out as your- champion last all in that white. Oh, you get your money right there. Yep. You get your money for that match. So that was my that was my final one was Daniel Garcia versus El Desperado. So well, I I'm completely open to whatever else you got to lay on me here. I guess the other the other dream match that a lot of people and, and kind of been hinted at would be Tanahashi versus Moxley. But I I mean I don't terribly care about that. So we could how many matches are we at one two three four five six seven eight. We're at eight now. So what about what is Hiromu doing? Mm, well, that's the. That's the thing, right? Currently, nothing on our card. Well, let's let's figure something out for Hiromu. Let's look at let's look at the AEW roster as it stands today. Well, we don't have Hangman Page on this. Well, we could definitely do Hangman Page versus Hiromu Takahashi. 
That would how's that how's that strike your fancy? Interesting, but it doesn't feel like a match they would actually do. No, not really. What about a uh, Hiromu versus like Sammy Guevara? I'd rather not see Sammy Guevara on my dream card. That's that's fair. That's absolutely <laughs> fair. You know what? This is our dream card, to... though. Um, you know, I, I guess we could shoehorn in a couple of people. Like we've got the ROH tag titles. Would you rather see ROH tag titles Techers versus FTR, or would you rather go like a a four way tag and have like Techers, FTR, Bucks, Jurassic Express? Oh. No, I think that'd be too much. Let's let's keep the the two v two. You know what? That. This this is our dream card. This isn't what's actually going to happen. So let's just stick it with what yeah. we've got. We've got IWGP title Okada versus Danielson, AW title Naito versus CM Punk, Ring of Honor title Gresham versus Jay White, Ring of Honor TV title. This turned into an ROH show real fucking fast. Samoa Joe versus <laughs> Shingo Takagi, <laughs> ROH tag titles Techers versus FTR. Special singles match, Kingston versus Shibata. Special singles match, Osprey versus Omega. IWGP, junior heavyweight title, Fatal 4-Way, El Desperado versus Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta versus Kushida. That is a banging card. It is, it is. And I think I just figured out where Hiromu slots into this. Mm -hmm. Fatal 5. One resource resource we haven't (laughs) tapped yet. Hiromu versus one member of the house of black be it buddy matthews or malachi black mm. i think either one of those would be really good i think buddy matthews versus Hiromu would be fantastic that would be cool and that gives you the opportunity as well to you could trot out a couple more people you know like Hiromu could come out with and have you know bushi with him in full dress and you know an injured sonata with him and then you know the house of black could be there as well so it's kind of like lij versus house of black but only two guys are wrestling I'm into it. Yeah, that's hot. I'm into it. All right. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, let's do Hiromu and uh, Hiromu and Bushi versus or Hiromu and Sonata versus Malachi and, and Brody, Buddy Matthews. Brody King. <laughs> if Sonata's in it, I want Brody King in it. <laughs> yeah, let's do all three. Let's do Bushi Hiromu. Let's just do Lij versus S- House of Black. Fuck it. Done. Boom. Okay, there we go. Versus H O B. Bang. That is a banging best case scenario for us, but I, in reality, I don't know if they'll have all the Ring of Honor shit that we've got in there. At the it's like ninety percent Ring of Honor stuff, which you know what that they shows don't need the to put value. The belt up. They just need to feature the wrestlers. Well, that is true. It, it, that shows just there what Tony Khan bought. You know what I mean? Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. like the brand has so much value. They just weren't doing anything with it. And then the moment you put that spark back in it, bang, look at those matchups. We don't even have the Briscoes on here. Oh, imagine sure the didn't. Briscoes. Ring of Honor tag title, Techers versus FTR versus Briscoes. No, we're raining it in. See, so good. this is for Forbidden no, Door 2. Because now, now you're saying, now you're saying, FTR versus Techers versus Briscoes versus the United Empire. You could just do another tag match. You could do United Empire versus Briscoes for the New Japan tag. I'm into that. I I think that would. I think that'd be fantastic. That's pretty hot. All right, we're throwing that in too. Fuck it. 
Okay. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> IWGP tag. Okay. Bang. That is hot. We're not doing the Nevers. We're not defending the Nevers. We're not defending no. the TV. You know, this is what we want. So that's totally fine. We're KOPW. <laughs> Special KOPW title for title match with Samoa Joe Shingo Takagi. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a nightmare. Loser has to fit their own head up their butt match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, then. Cool. That is hot. We'll run these best down and then. Okay, best case scenario is locked down. Lock Done. it in, Curtis. Worst case scenario. Oh, man. I have oh, dreamt man. up some sweet, sweet nightmares for you. <laughs> <laughs> My okay. headlining match is like the venue would be burnt down. <laughs> oh, please, please hit me, hit me, hit me with your first one. Let's go. Oh, we, we, now we, you know what? Let's just start hot and we'll lead to it. So, AEW title match, title for title, AEW mm-hmm. title versus never open weight title, <laughs> CM Punk versus Evil. Evil wins in Chicago after interference from House of Torture. I couldn't even get it out of laughing too much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that sounds so awful. In Chicago, takes in Chicago the title, becomes double champion a second time in an AEW rig and in Chicago merges, defeating CM Punk. Merges the belts. First defense from CM <laughs> Merges the belt. The, the belts, AEW open way title. the big platinum belt. Oh. Gets rid of that beautiful AEW title. Yeah. In any, oh. Yeah. That's a beautiful nightmare. Oh, my God. That. That's some evil booking, eh? That's some even just putting it out in the into the universe is like you know when like they say you shouldn't even talk about demons because then demons see you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like. Tony, Tony, if you're listening, and I know you are, please turn the podcast off. <laughs> Do not listen to anything we have to say. Tell me you've got something uh, more evil than that. I I don't know if I see. I went with like fun like things that would be terrible fun oh no i I, I, I was trying to ruin your life with yeah that's that's pretty bad um here we go here we go ryusuke taguchi versus michael nakazawa (laughs) (laughs) so taguchi's getting his ass out nakazawa's covered in baby oil it's gay sex they just they start banging right there (laughs) I love that you've also got this as the second last match before the title match. <laughs> and, and fucking Michael Nakazawa doesn't even really wrestle anymore. <laughs> He's never doing anything. Oh, that is fire. Oh, <laughs> oh my in, God. In it, though? Oh, my God. That's so bad. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? All right, Hook making his pay-per-view debut versus Chase Owens. Chase Owens wins clean with the package pile driver and a five count in under a minute. Oh, no. The handsome, cold-hearted, handsome devil Hook loses to one of the people that's 
never made any effort to take care of his appearance in any way very quickly and very deliberately. I'm sure he covers his face in the pictures he sends out to the... No, I'm not going to say Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Talking about his appearance. Uh, Anyway, my next one. uh, Just gun club versus girl is a destiny <laughs> i don't know why that would be so but john bad. ash wrestling like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's three it's, exactly. it's a six man it's three on three it's a six man three on three so you've got 58 year old billy gunn who's you know still a mountain of a man and and sculpted like an adonis versus 58 year old jato <laughs> who, <is a> <laughs> who looks like who looks like someone's dad <laughs> oh no oh no that's a nightmare. Okay, then. Um, all right. Next, I've got House of Torture, Dick Togo, Show, and Yujiro versus Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page <laughs> with, a, with as many MMA people as they could get at ringside with Lambert yelling over the mic literally the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much better than what I had. <laughs> I was just thinking uh, House of Torture versus Dark Order. and uh, oh, That'd Brody be good. Lee's then you're putting good wins. wrestlers on the card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, a- that... Yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got next? Oh, no, no, no. No, it's not, it's, not just, it's not just Dan Lambert yelling. It's Dan Lambert and Chris Jericho yelling back and forth at each other. That would be the, the absolute worst case scenario. Why right is there. Chris Jericho there? He's <laughs> He takes up for the house of torture. Yeah, exactly. God, they were. It was. God, I hate it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my my final one. Uh Loser has to give a shit match. Okay. Orange Cassidy versus Sonata. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be bad. And it's even like. Take me back two months or something like that, and that would be maybe one of my worst case scenarios. But I've actually come around to Sonata a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that is a great one. Give a shit on a pole match. <laughs> Give a shit on a pole. Yeah. The 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 thing is, like Sonata needs someone to pull him out of it, and I don't know if with his with his current character, if Orange Cassidy would be the person <laughs> to pull a good match out of Sonata. Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Like. All right, well, that's, you had stolen Taguchi, and I was using him uh, for another another thing. So let's do this instead. Let's go, instead of, I was going to use Team 6 or 9 for this, but it's actually made me get even more evil and think of something. Like, let's go Yano and Tenzan versus <laughs> Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. <laughs> because I hate to see them. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. I actually Yano like Yano, like- though. Yano needs to come out of that match. I need to think of somebody better yeah. to team with Tenzan. Togi Makabe. Oh, yeah, it's Makabe. There you go. Okay. Oh, make it Makabe and Hanma. No, I, actually, I, li- I like Hanma. I like Hanma. He makes me laugh with his croaky voice, and he tries so hard. 
I, I want this to be an irredeemable card, so it's going to be Tenzan. Honma had shit on that day. Okay. So, Tenzan and Togi Makabe. All right. Let's run them back. Let's run them back for everybody. So our worst-case scenario for Forbidden Door is AEW title versus New Japan open weight title for title match, Evil versus CM Punk with Evil picking up the win and uniting the titles into the AEW open weight title. Uh, Taguchi versus Nakazawa in an, I guess, oil match. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hook's pay-per-view debut versus Chase Owens. Chase winning clean with a package pile driver and a five count under a minute. Absolutely domination. Absolute, Absolute domination. domination. Hook doesn't stand a chance. Uh, then we've got Gun Club versus G.O.D. six-man tag. Uh, That's, we can make that for the never six mans if you want. To. Oh, yeah, sure. It doesn't matter who actually holds them, but sure. G.O.D. have picked them up at some point. Never six. Let's do that. Um, then we've got Dick Togo, Show and Yujira of the House of Torture versus Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page, and a... <laughs> And Paige uh, Van Zandt and uh, Fedor Emelianenko. Yeah, and, company and of Rutten. MMA losers. Frank Mir. Yeah, with a lot of Dan Lambert <clears throat> promo yelling. Uh, then. And Chris Jericho. Oh, and Chris Jericho's there for some reason. Uh, then Sonata versus Orange Cassidy in uh, the Loser Gives a Fuck match. Uh, then we've got Togi Makabe and Tenzan versus Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. I don't know why that's so bad. Just because I, Sammy Guevara and Ty Cotty, I just don't need to see them, like, in my eyes, ever. How, how like, how do you fucking shit on what he was building? He was he was getting so, like, over as a, as a baby face. People were really starting to believe in him. And then, he you know, he breaks up with Chris Jericho and he goes his own way. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, I got a pretty girlfriend now. Oh, I got a, a belt too. Yeah. Everyone's like, man, fuck you. People are going to want to see it. But see, the thing about Sammy Guevara is at the end of the day, he's a pretty hateable dude. You know what I mean? He's oh, got he's like so a, much better as a heel. Yeah, yeah. He's got like an annoying face. He's not terribly likable. He's done questionable things in the past. He busts up with his missus uh, and like who he was engaged to. And then is with Ty Conti and timelines and stuff don't matter. But in the public eye, it's like, oh, okay, you, you know, you left your wife and or, or your wife to be, and now you're with this annoying person, and you guys are rubbing it in everybody's faces, and you're constantly making out on camera, and you're talking about like having sex on the belt and shit. Like I was like, who is supposed to be the bad guy here? Because Dan Lambert's one of the most unlikable people I've ever met, but I like Scorpio Sky, you know. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, so who's the the bad guy? When once that stuff happened. At, uh, started to happen, they just needed to like drop Dan Lambert out of Scorpio Sky's life. Like when I guess Sammy won it back questionably or whatever. And then they were going into the match this week. And I'm like, do not have Dan Lambert with Scorpio Sky. Just have him say, I'm coming for it. And then he'll just be the biggest baby face ever just because he's versing mm-hmm. Sammy. But then they keep him with Dan Lambert and he's talking and shit. And I'm like, so I guess we just hate everybody. Like, is, yeah. is what's going on? Yeah, I mean, you can do heel on heel, but like, maybe one of them's like a you know he's a heel, but he's 
They, well, they do face versus face and heel versus heel in New Japan all the time, but always one of them falls into the dynamic a little bit. You know, Okada and Naito, they're both technically faces, but like Naito is going to be a, a bit of a heelish rogue yeah. or Okada plays that cocky asshole and things like that. You can do it. You can do a heel versus heel match and just have one be, you know, a little bit more mm, by the book, yeah. I guess. Still, still a heel, still yeah. a hateable guy, but mm-hmm. he's not exactly like, you know an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it was like yeah i don't i didn't understand the point of it i don't care about the tv title at all which is why it didn't make it onto our best case list so running down the best case one last time because it'll make us feel fuzzy uh as we move on to the next thing it's the iwgp world title match okada versus brian danielson it's the mm-hmm. aew title naito versus cm punk it is the mm-hmm. ring of honor title gresham versus jay white it is mm-hmm. the Ring of Honor TV title, Samoa Joe versus Shingo Takagi. It is the it. IWGP tag titles, the United Empire versus the Briscoes. Love it. It is the Ring of Honor tag titles, Dangerous Techers versus FTR. It so is good. a special singles match, Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. It is Ooh. a special singles match, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. It is it. a six-man tag, LIJ versus House of Black. And it is the mm-hmm. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Fatal Four Way El Desperado versus Red Death Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta versus the returning Kashida. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, you can even sell it as like X. You know, yeah, who's yeah. going to be the mystery opponent? Yeah, yeah. Let's. God, that is what they would good. do. X, and then brackets Kashida, and that's it. How about that? Do you remember that nightmare when uh, Kushida came out at Wrestle Kingdom and he had that big giant head? Yes. That I love haunts, that. haunts me to this time. That was so cool. Yeah, was that the one where, like, uh, Taguchi was being Doc Brown or something? Or am I mash- yeah, no, mashing um, two together? No, that oh, was two different ones together. Yeah, that, I'm thinking he about there's, the baby ones, K- yeah. there's a baby Kushida and then he becomes full-size Kushida. Yeah, oh, that was fucking wild. Yeah, I wonder if he'll just come back and be time splitter again, or or if they'll let him do something else. I think they wanted they they. I was hearing talk that they wanted him to do something else. He's going to do like a sort of MMA fucking limb collector gimmick. Okay, which I'm, I'm into. I'm I'm up for it because they. I mean, they've done the time splitter for like a long time, and mm-hmm. time splitter was sort of becoming that anyway. You know, like in his move set and things like that. So I think he could just not have a Marty McFly vest and it would be fine. Like, yeah, I mean, just come out and do the do the gimmick that Show should have had when he went to the House of Torture. Boom! That's what they should have. Done. Yeah, but here we are. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. <clears throat> I love I love our best case scenario. <laughs> Doing worst case is really fun. <laughs> Doing worst case is really fun. But you know what else is really fun is wrestling Dontaku. And that's coming up this weekend. So let's break it down, eh? Yes. Let's See what break we're it down. most excited for and things like that. So here we go. Uh, the first match is going to be Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and X, where X is a mystery partner, huh? versus Suzuki Gun, uh, Taishi, Zack Saber Jr., and Taka Michinoku. Uh. So this was originally supposed to be Tatsumi Fujinami, who unfortunately has uh, tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Uh, why? Why were you making out with Tatsumi Fujinami? Osprey. 
Oh, it was Will Ospreay. You were making out with Will Ospreay, and then Will Ospreay made out with Tatsumi Fujinami. Yeah, that's what it was. I was meaning that they were making out with each other. I live in Australia, so I've never been near either of them. So I think I'm, I'm safe. But yeah, Will Ospreay and, and Fujinami both came down with COVID. That's sad. It's super sad, uh, especially because Fujinami's like a bit of an older gentleman. So yeah, could play play bloody hell on him. Yeah, I mean, this exactly. is the second that's time that's super fit. I mean, he's fitter than me. He is. So yeah, hopefully he's fine. Uh, and this is this is the second time that Osprey has had COVID. Oh, really? So, yeah, he he had COVID last year as well. So he had to. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's I out jet setting around the world. So I mean, it's yeah, kind of it's, it's the risk happen. you take at the moment. Like I'm sure he's fine. Like he's probably like <clears throat> Rafe level COVID. Like j- just a yeah. small weight into the cove. He's not neck deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So so what's your prediction? Who do you think? Yeah. Who do you th- yeah? Who do you think this could be? I mean, well, it's it's too early for it to be Kushida because Kushida still got the 30 day no, no compete from WWE. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who who would like, be do- joining Lij. Do they, yeah, do they use it to, I mean, it was kind of weird it being Fujinami with them, but like, do they use it just to bring in like another fun legend or do they go, you know what, fuck it, we're going to debut a new member, Sonata's out. I think, yeah, they definitely could bring someone back at this point. That would be awesome. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see because this is going to be a big show. I have a feeling that this is going to be a sneaky big show. Yeah. Let's let's so. fantasy book then. If you could book a new member of Lij, who would you book? I see it because I th- I think I want to bring back someone uh, who's a young lion out on excursion right now. Ah, so maybe uh, it's it's too early to bring back. Um, it's too early to bring back any like um, because we just had Yuya and who else went on excursion recently. It doesn't matter. And so it would have to be someone who's been on excursion for a while. I don't think that they would have Shooter come back as part of LIJ. I think no. that he would be probably Chaos or, yeah, I, I bet you he'd be Chaos. Um, let's, maybe it was one of the, one of the LA Dojo boys, someone like a Clark Connors or um, Carl Fredericks, maybe. That would be Ooh. cool. I, I could... I could see Fredericks being like a member of LIJ. Like he's kind of you're I mean, making a you're making a face. Well, the only thing I think uh, he has in common with LIJ is that Bushi wears a like a Native American headdress sometimes, and he has Native American heritage. I don't know. I don't know if they necessarily like gel that way. Yeah, he's like a he's like a you know he's a as a DJ and stuff like that. He's got kind of a <laughs> devil may care. He's attitude. a DJ and stuff. They bring him in, and that's his gimmick. Like he's wearing headphones yeah. and shit. I mean, what is what is Bushi's gimmick? Dolce and Gabbana and loser. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, exactly. Like it's <laughs> fresh to death, loser, looking good while staring at lights. Um, yeah, I am not going to chain myself to the current dojo kind of setup. Um, that's it. I mean, you could look at anybody from Strong, really, um, for potential. Uh, well, we got to think of who who would be the best ones to bring over. I I would say Team Filthy, but I don't think they're going to split up Team Filthy. So what about Roosh? He's not doing anything oh, at the moment. Oh, bro, don't tease me. Yeah. Don't tease me like that. Or Dragon Lee would be fine too. Or Ryu. Don't Lee. tease me like that. Yeah. Either of those guys. What are they doing? And they're they're available because they now deal with Ring of Honor again. 
and oh oh what if it was what if it would be really and then they they announced really for the best of super juniors at the same time bang and now he's an lij member i mean they can only have him and hiromu fight each other so many times like and they have always had like that kind of like loving rivalry so like mm-hmm. if if they're like up oh, Sonata's down we need a new member of course he'd call his like biggest rival and friend that would be it that would actually be a great fit that would be a great fit all right so x is officially really <laughs> there it is it. there you go mm. Okay. okay, so the next match, special singles match, uh-huh. Yo versus Hiromu, and like Yo's never beaten Hiromu. They've was- faced off four times, and Hiromu's beaten him every single time. So, what's special this, about this? Yeah, is this his time? <laughs> like, do I care? I I care. I mean, it's Hiromu. He's going to have a good match. Yo Yo can have a, a good match when he's motivated we'll say i mean like and they've been pushing him pretty hard lately like he's had a bunch of he's had a bunch of uh, main event matches on the road to shows with okada mm-hmm. like they've they see something in yo yeah and you know it's something i saw it's something i saw when he was still with Rapongi 3k but like it's it dimmed so fast once they split Rapongi 3k and like yeah. neither one of them has really hit the highs that i thought that either one of them could go to so yeah Maybe this is where they have Yo score a big win. Although I say score a big win, it's a second, you know, it's a second match of the night. It's still Hiromo, though. I mean, it, it is a big it win is. Uh, to pick up a win over him. You know, former champion, won guess the Super Juniors a billion times. You know, I, I think it'd be a big probably win still for carrying him. his. Oh, he'll still have still the trophies to carry that around until the next year. Uh, he'll be in the tournament and literally still carrying it with him. Um, but yeah, so um, I mean, I'm open to it. We'll see how it goes. It's still more exciting than the following match, which would be another. Apparently, it's a special singles match, but it's Tanga Loa versus Yujiro Takahashi. Um, why is this not the opening match, or, or or the the match right before the concession? Why break wasn't so this just, just have an extra the week before in the Golden Series and not even on this card? Like, <laughs> could not give a fuck about this. Is this where they do the turn though? Because you've been talking about Tongaloa. You think Tongaloa is gonna gonna turn? Is this where you uh, you plant the seeds for that? I guess. Like, 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 how do you do that? Like in this particular scenario, like, is it the how to torture there? And like, you're not gonna have Tongaloa like stomp out Pimp and the House of Torture being like we're up kicking you out and putting him in. If anything, I guess you do like another like. House of Torture get the better of him through cheating, and he's like looking at him. And it's like he looks at me, and I look at him, and he mm-hmm. looks at me, and they're just like giving each other looks. Like I should be back to my cheating ways because it gets results, chief. You mm-hmm. stupid chief. Uh, and then he, yeah, and then that then plants the seeds for him to eventually later in the night get involved in the Tamatonga evil match. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it could be anything. It could be exactly what you said because that was very well thought out. Yeah. Well, I did it off the cuff because it's not too fucking hard. Uh, so anyway, that um, yeah, we'll see. I couldn't care less. But I guess I'll watch it just to see if there are any, you know, meaningful glances. Or maybe it even just like Yujiro tries to cheat, but Tangaloa cheats better. And then he's like, oh, that felt good. The cheating ways felt good. Maybe it is something I want to be involved with. And then like... 
evil or Dick Togo or whatever is at ringside and they give him the nod like, that was some good cheating, boy. And he's like, I oh, know, right? maybe I want to be back involved with the cheating again. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Tungaloa is going to get involved later in the night. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. What's next? Next up is the fourth match IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Team 6 or 9, Master Wado and Ryusuke Taguchi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. Belt up Doki. I'm talking yeah, about it. That's it. Right now. This is this needs to end. This fast needs to end. They were originally my choice to verse Sammy and uh and Ty Conti. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was Team 6 or 9 versus versus them. But uh oh, but we, just we imagine Taguchi. Yeah, Taguchi finishes the the match by sitting on Sammy Guevara's face. Yeah, that's what I was going with, ass. but it's totally fine. So but you end up using it with Nakamura, which was way more disgusting. So um yeah, let's do that. Strap up Kanemaru and Doki. Let's go. Yep, finish it. Yep. Finish this, and then and then mm-hmm. put the never six mans on Suzuki Goon with Doki, yeah. and then Double let strap. Doki have a couple shots at El Desperado just because. Yeah, I just, think those two could put on a fucking banger. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. Do it. All right, fifth match: IWGP Tag Team Championships, United Empire. That's uh, Team Khan on the Cobb. Mm-hmm. Bullet Club, Bad Luck Filet, and Chase Owens. What up, Bad Luck Filet? Uh, the Filet Dojo did retweet us the other day. Hey, hey. Say. love lines roll. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Bishamon, which is Goto and Yoshihashi. So it's a three-way match. Three-way tag team championship match. Um, yeah. There's no so way like they four, don't retain, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure they retain here. They got four beefy dudes, and then you got like Yoshihashi and Chase. So like... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of dude just getting thrown around this ring, which is going to be great. At the uh, Golden Series show, they were making a real big deal about Farley and Owen's new finisher. That's how, not just the same finisher they were doing last year? I don't know. What finisher were they doing last year? I can't imagine. Were they doing the grenade launcher last year where it was like he uh, Farley hit the grenade and then nah. Chase Owens was hitting like a su- suplex out of it? No, nah, no. Nah. Now what happens is Chase Owen climbs to the top rope and then. Uh, Fale throws him off and he does like an elbow drop onto them. It looks even more trash than you can imagine. So now with this new powerful finisher that they just pinned uh, Goto with, I think it was Goto they pinned, and they've also taken the sticks. They've got the magic sticks of Goto and Yoshihashi in their possession. So maybe they're, now they're more powerful than we could ever imagine. Magic, magic sticks and finisher. Yeah, no, this is this is nothing. Let's, <laughs> let's just let's just have Jeff Cobb and Great O'Con uh, move on. They this will is, retain. Yeah, but I do love they will retain. I love I, him. I don't I don't care for triple threat matches. Like if they were gonna do you know bad luck Fale and Chase Owens, like you could just do that. You don't have to have Yoshihashi and Goto. Uh, in yeah, there. I, I, I would actually prefer this match if it was just like Bullet Club versus. Um, versus United, United Empire. Empire. That's more interesting. I don't need Yoshihashi and Goto back in the mix. No, I don't I, they've they've been beaten. Yeah. They can yeah. do a different thing. And also, they've not only been beaten by the challengers taking their their titles from them. Uh, they've then been beaten by Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens. So, what right do they even yeah. have to be in the match? In my eyes, that makes Fale and Owens the number one number contenders. One contender. See you later, guys, and uh, and move them in. So 
Yeah, anyway, I feel like our boy Philo's being robbed. Yep. yep. Opportunity. Philo, this was this is your chance, and I, I need you to go and uh you know just intimidate the shit out of people until you get your tag team uh tag team strap match. This you don't need to worry about Bishamon. These guys, they're below all four of you. Yeah, exactly. Get them on out. the pecking order. Yeah. So get anyway, but I think United Empire are gonna retain. Uh next up, six match, never open weight championship match, Tama Tonga, brand new, super handsome telenovela, mm-hmm. uh Tama versus evil. And by this point, will he also be the AEW champion or no? In, t- in timeline. <laughs> no, 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 no. That comes after. Oh, okay, that That's comes after. That's future glory. Well, in yeah. keeping with that and keeping with my um, Forbidden Door predictions, I don't think Tama Tonga's going to win, and I don't think he's going to win because I think his brother is going to turn on him. I can see it. I can, and, and I think it's probably going to be better than anything else he could be doing with Tonga Loa right now. Like they definitely need to to give Tongaloa an edge. Uh-huh. Like, d- I mean, you can see Tamatonga as this you know baby face who's seen the light and he's learning the ways. You know, and Tama or Tongaloa is just in the background, and that never works out. That yeah. never works out. It doesn't. He's going to want to step forward into the light, and I think that that light is going to be one of these spooky purple lights of the House of Torture. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That could really work for him as well. Give uh, give House of Torture a bit more credibility because they don't exactly have like a lot of muscle. Um, so mm-hmm. you give you give them that bigger guy. I think him wearing some like spooky gear, a la show and stuff, could be really cool for him. Bit of eye makeup never hurt nobody. And then I think Tamatonga as well. Change of gear, change of music, let the yep. the thing. Because I thought when they came out in a tag the other day, it was like them and Tanahashi came out, but they came out to the Gorillas of Destiny music, and like that song, though a banger, begins with like a gunshot and stuff. Like it doesn't suit them now, so this will yep. wipe away the last of anything that's to do with God. Now, the real important question is: Does Jado stay with Tama, or does he go? With lower, I think Jado stays with Tamatanga. Okay, I so, think that so Jado's going to stay a good guy. You think you don't think he's going yeah. to House of Torture? Well, he's the new he's the new hot fresh baby face in well, the uh, in the junior division, isn't well, he? That, that is true. That is true. Um, I hope he goes with House of Torture, uh, just because I think Tama on his own would be better uh, than sort of having him around. I think managers, you know, and guys side of the ring are really something a bit more for heels you know and it would be like he has to choose and then he you know goes back to his evil way so i think that would work but you know he was pretty lovable when he was defending so i would i would not be mad at him for staying a good boy yeah yeah definitely so yeah we're going with uh evil winning by chicanery yeah oh yeah absolutely okay uh next up we've got IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, El Desperado versus Taiji Ishimori. Now, here's a question. What did Ishimori do to deserve a title shot? Just be there? He was just there. Because he, 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 he'd like lost earlier in the night, if I remember correctly, like in a tag mm-hmm. match. And even El Desperado was like, why? Like <laughs> at the time. And yeah. then the lights go out, and then the United Empire Junior appears. And everyone's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, no, but you're going to need to face me. But he 
didn't even challenge for the title. He just went, I'm here. Bye. And then left. Yeah. And then everyone's going, what's going on? And then he's like, oh, and I, I guess I'll fight you too, Bone Soldier. I, I don't really. I, I thought it was weird because when he appeared and the lights came back on, I thought it would have been really cool if he like immediately attacked, you know? And in which case, you kind of didn't even need Bone Soldier to be in the ring, you know? You could have just had, you know, old mate holding up his title feeling good about his win, and then the lights go out, and then United Empire. What's his, what's his name again? Francesco, Francesco Akira? Akira. Yeah, Akira attacks, and then that's your next match. You could just hot shot him like that. Uh, yeah. Or if you're going to have Bone Soldier in there, you could have gone, you know what, if you guys are going to fight, not without me, and then do like a three-way or something. But, you know. what? I mean, who else right now? I mean, I guess Akira, since he's the new – you know, the newest member of the roster, but who else is there in the junior division right now to that's, that's on El Desperado's level. I, we haven't seen, we haven't seen the ELP challenge for it yet. Have we? No, no I don't think so. Yeah. ELP not against, been, not against Desperado. Wouldn't he have been the better choice over bone soldier? Maybe, maybe he's, he's not on these cards. Maybe he went home. You know, maybe he's not in Japan. Yeah, that's true. And that, that's, I guess that gives Taiji Shimori something to do, but like, you know, when Desperado started calling out El Lindemann, like, yeah. I kind of, I got a chubby for that. And I'm really sad that, uh, that was all a tease. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of annoying because this for me is, I don't know, my, probably one of my favorite wrestlers in the company versus one of my least favorite. Cause I do not care about Taiji Shimori. I know that you said he has been good in the past, but, I don't know. He he can he can be when he's yeah. when he's very uh, motivated. Yeah, and see that's not good enough for me. Like you need to be all the time, and if you're inconsistent, then I'm not interested in you. So, yeah, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, just, uh, so, El Desperado's so going to retain. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I just it's it, it seems like a nothing. It's a fill-in match. Exactly. And that's really sad. It's just a defense. He, he's already beaten. He's already beaten Taiji Shimori. Yeah, exactly. for it, hasn't And he'll he? beat him again and it'll be fine. So, yeah, exactly. If uh, <sighs> Taiji Shimori wins, I would be very upset. But, uh, yeah, so I, yeah. Th- I think it'll be yeah. fine. Despy's the ace. Yeah, he's the Despy's ace. Despy's the ace. Exactly. Eighth match IWGP United States Championship Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tomohiro Ishii. This is a vacant IWGP United States Heavyweights Championship. <laughs> Who is walking away with this? I mean, Tanahashi's walking away with it. Like, it's just a placeholder until, you know, Osprey gets back, basically. Um, I think it's a... I don't know. Why is that? I don't know, man. Because, okay. So, which member of the New Japan roster has been on AEW television the most? Tomohiro Ishii. Well, I was going to say Minoru Suzuki. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think actually Ishii's been on been on once or twice more because I think really? Ishii's been on like four times. Oh, really? It's at least three times. Okay. So, I and then Ishii's a big uh, over here in England specifically. Like we had a member of Parliament come out and say that his favorite wrestler was was Tomohiro Ishii. Like Ishii's a big fucking deal over here, dude. Really? So like, yeah. So like over here, and and I'm pretty sure he's getting he's getting to be like pretty well known over in america as well uh-huh. uh when i was talking to mikey um from the independent waters podcast shout out mikey what's up nope. he was saying that he doesn't know very much new japan but he's already a big fan of tomohiro ishii because of his work in AEW. i love that 
So I think that I, I think that if they want someone to go over to America and kind of rep New Japan strong style, it might be Ishii, man. They might put that belt on him just be, just so he can be on TV all the time. I've no problem with it. You you have done a good job at convincing me to maybe care about this match because I I love that they put Ishii in it because that's the kind of wrestler he is. You know, like we need somebody. Something's gone wrong. Put him in. It's going to be a banger, like guaranteed. And that's what's going to be. And I knew it would be a good match, but I thought it was almost a foregone conclusion that um, that Tanahashi would win. But if they were always planning to get it to Osprey, and Tanahashi was never part of the plan, you could put in Ishii as a placeholder, and then uh, it can make its way to Osprey if, they, if that's where they want it to be, or maybe they may just sideways it. But yeah, I mean, if he's out there in America doing the thing, it wouldn't hurt for him to be the champion. Yeah, I think I think I having like having a like belt it. on Ishii while he's there all the time is a good idea. Yeah, okay, I, I have no problem with it. That would actually be my best case scenario, and you know, I don't normally say that when it comes to my girlfriend, uh, but I I think uh, I would like Ishii to have it. You've, yep. you've talked me yep. into it. Cool. Go. Glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. All right. And our final match is the main event IWGP Sikai Hibiku Championship Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Now, their singles record is tied six and six. Mm-hmm. Their championship record, five to two for Okada. So, pretty gnarly. Uh, I mean, can Tetsuya Naito unseat? Okada at in a dome during the 50th anniversary celebrations for new Japan pro wrestling. Like what he couldn't do it just a couple months ago. What makes him think he's going to be able to do it now? I know he's getting real good at rolling people up real good. at it. <laughs> it's, it's going to be like a WWE raw soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let, let's, let's put out the argument for him winning because it's very easy okay. to just be like, uh, Okada's the new champ. We're going to have another long run with him. It's a new belt. We're establishing it, all those kind of things, right? So everybody already knows all the reasons why Okada would win because he, he's just the best and that's just the way it would be, you know? And I have no problem with that. I, li- I like him as the champion. He's the man. It's the 50th anniversary. He's, yeah. he's carrying the belt. He's showing everybody up. He's, this is a new age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's the age of Okada. And okay. so for all those reasons the unexpected thing would be to flip it. So a couple of a couple of things you could do with Naito to get that done and to protect Okada. You could we've seen, you know, some crafty roll ups. We've also seen, you know, a nut shot from Naito and stuff. Do we have him spit in the face of the fiftieth anniversary and do something dastardly and return to a more heelish version of Naito to get back the belt that he kind of was robbed of? You know what I mean? Like he, he won the double gold dash. He ended up with both titles, but then COVID happened, and then he was kind of fucked over by evil. And then it's now, you know. Like so, does he go? You know what? I'm gonna get what's mine. I'm gonna get my dome win, and I'm gonna take these titles, and I'm gonna do it by any means necessary. We've seen him win a belt like that before. That's our Sonata debut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay. So what was the point of having them, you know, face off twice already this year? If they're just going to do the third time, uh, like, is it the third time just to have him go back to being like dastardly heel? Mm, I don't know. I mean, the really the reason why they've had them 
versus they're like they were sort of rebooting everything and they're like we just need to throw out the best match we got everybody yeah. like like loves that we just need to put them in the ring together and make people care about new japan and it worked i cared more about new japan i'm like naito and okada reversing again fuck yeah you know so i personally wouldn't like the don't really love them being back together again so soon i was surprised that they were even against each other in new japan cup you know and that's not normally what New Japan does. So what that paints for me is maybe they're running a little bit of a different strategy at the moment and throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. So maybe they go, fuck it, let's flip it. You know what I mean? It's a new title. They're free from the legacy of like the V4 belt, you know, where they used to run down every single champion every time and it was like really rarefied air as to who could hold it. This new one has already flipped like owners quite a few multiple times, times, multiple times, you know. So it has already been a lot of champions. Naito's name isn't on that belt yet. So, you know, he doesn't have to keep it forever, but maybe they just like go bang, pop the house, change it up, you know. It, I mean, it definitely could be. Do you want Naito? Oh, shit. You know what I just thought about? Naito goes into Forbidden Door as your champion. And Okada can challenge for the AWT. <laughs> you could do that, or you could do like, like that gives you, you could just do Okada versus Danielson as a special singles match, and then either can guy do, can win. It doesn't matter. At Forbidden Door, you can do the rematch of Naito and Okada for the fifth time, sixth time this year. <laughs> Forbidden Door. Or you do Okada versus Omega 1 million, but without the title on the line. Like, yeah. There's, Jeez. there's plenty of I things. Just, I, you, could, you could do like, you know, Naito versus really anybody and have him win and still be the title at Forbidden, Forbidden Door. You know, there's things you could do there. I just, I, I can't say that I see the value in putting the belt on Naito right now. I personally don't I, think this is going to happen. Like I'm playing devil's advocate as to reasons they would, but you would think the real value going into Forbidden Door is Okada's the champion. Okada is the champion showcasing your best of the best. Yes. Yeah. So then how do you not make Naito look like a loser? Because he's lo- he's lost many times to Okada. Yeah, and I and then and then how do you not make it boring when you have him challenge uh, Okada again exactly. soon down the line? Yeah, exactly. Because at some point so your two your two biggest names right now, I mean other than Tanahashi who's we say might be past a, a, a world title run, but like you can never count him out. Nah. So if they get, if they give him the, the nod or whatever, he's back in ring shape and the hair's looking fine and he's holding the title. Like it's done. Like absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But the two biggest names for the belt would be Okada and Naito. Mm-hmm. So having both of those two hold the belt during the 50th anniversary year, not a bad idea, but, if you if you have him win at this point to go into this big american show as your champion seems like it seems like a bad idea although maybe naito they think naito might get over a bit more with the american audience cuz he's kind of you know he's super cool i don't know man i just i don't see the value i don't see the value in having naito hold the belt right now i see the value in having him hold the belt during the 50th anniversary year at some point, just because those two are the big two right now, it's, you know, Batista and Orton or whatever, and, or Batista and Cena, Mm -hmm. you know, but like 
it's tricky. Like if, you, if, if I was booking it, I wouldn't even have this match now. You know, no. like, you know, it's a no. it's a tricky situation to be in, and I feel like um, Naito's gonna lose out because of it. Like, yeah, yeah. And if and I think if he's he just does, gonna get rainmaker, and it's just that's a wrap. I I just feel like that's what if, it is. Yeah. If if that is what happens, and it definitely could be, how does he redeem himself down the line? Like, are are they just rerunning the Naito redeems himself story from from twenty twenty forever? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's it feels like they're doing something different character wise at the moment. Like the the way he got through New Japan Cup, and then the interaction with Okada, like with the ball shot um, after the match and stuff. They're telling a little bit of a different story with him. So that's where the asterisk is for me. I just I don't I don't believe it. I could see I could see it happening, but I don't know why. Huh. Um, we will see. That, I mean, they wouldn't do this, but the the only way, like, I don't know, the the main way I would see to protect Naito but not have him end up with the belt would be Okada turns heel. Oh my goodness! Wow. I mean, that would be that would be that would have to be the the final death knell for chaos, right? Yeah, I mean. Are chaos even still a fucking thing? Like I haven't heard them talk well, about it. You know, just. It, it's chaos and Hontai are the same. They're, it's it's Kantai now. Yeah, you know they're they're the same. They're it's the same, same faction. The same thing. Yeah, it's just good guys kind of thing. But I mean, chaos this, was originally this could a make, bad faction. This, yeah, it was originally the. It was basically you know he, Bullet Club at that point. They were the the cool. You know we're we're gonna cheat and, and like, win and just Okada. Yeah, just Okada hit a nut shot on naito or whatever or have somebody interfere and retain and then he's just like you know he's been a dick since he got it and just kind of turns up the dickishness a little bit um kind of nothing really changes except for you know naito is protected i guess and then yeah you could have him yeah either turn his faction evil or just be on his own okay let's look at that let's dive into this one so if we Dissolve chaos from there. We've still got main unit, Hantai. We've still got Lij. Lij is in that sort of chaotic good spot. Would they move into like the the further down the the good guy bad guy ladder to where they're they're nicer now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think they've kind nice. of been good guys for quite a while. Yeah, I, I I definitely thought it was you know you have the left left is heel right is face and and they are pretty far face yeah. on that spectrum so oh god here we're gonna do it guess what <laughs> chaos chaos is is splitting all right we've already decided this this is how it's going he's gonna turn heel he's gonna dissolve chaos what do we do with with kazuchika okada and a new heel stable for him does it does he just create something brand new or are you envisioning him joining up with another existing stable? I think, I think you, you can't have him join up because he can't automatically become the leader of unless it's Okada goon or something like that. Maybe yeah. like, I, <laughs> That's I just don't see that happening, yeah. but like it would definitely be something new. He'd be building from the ground up because the, we've been really shaking things up with like house of torture and bullet club and uh, United empire and things like that. They're refreshing everything 
now would be a good time to get rid of the old, like cause chaos being the oldest. Yeah. It's the oldest uh, faction out there. So yeah, you get, you get rid of that, you know, um, Bishamon can join Hantai or whatever. Yeah. I mean, aren't they already? I don't know. Basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, okay. If he does that, who's his first recruit? Starts a whole new faction. Wait, man, we've been on a fantasy booking tear today, haven't we? Uh, I'm in the mood. Yeah, I'm in yeah, the mood. Absolutely. I'm in the mood. Um, who would you? have the number one draft pick because I mean he's probably not going to take anybody from LIJ no you would think he'd keep them all the same um United Empire's too new he probably wouldn't take anybody from there I would like to see him and it would gut the faction but I would like to see Tekkers be his his left and right hand man oh my god yeah, that would that would just fuck Suzuki Goon. Yeah, oh would, my god, it would fuck Suzuki Goon royally, but that would be sick. Okay, how about even if okay we don't do that, maybe we just do Desperado. He earned his respect. Ooh. He earned his respect when they had their match against each other. He was like, "You're a pit bull." You're somebody I respect. You're one of the only people I respect around here. You're my new right-hand man. And we just start with that. Just one guy. The the other top singles champion. That would be... That's that's a gnarly, like, faction starting out because you've got the world heavyweight champion and the junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. And, like... uh, And I hate it because I I love his mask, but Desperado demasks and he's... Whole new, so you know he's got two those super under handsome him. champions. Two super handsome champions. Yeah, oh, it's hot, it. right? It's hot. Fuck, oh, I should be booking hot. this stuff, man. I'm so fucking good at it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, he can he can keep the name El Desperado. Oh yeah, he, he can keep the name, to, but and he can even yeah. wear the mask in an entrance and then remove it. But he starts to wrestle. You know, he does away with the the tassely pants and goes to like a more traditional sort of wrestler gear i dig it oh man i dig that and then you'd have those two together and then down the track uh they would bring in a third man i'm just i'm fucking wiling out right now it's the great okan boss it's the great okan boom bring him in as well you're taking okan away from the united empire fuck united empire imagine great okan all hail Fucking! Imagine that picture of him that's existing on the internet right now. You know where he's belted up and he's got his hands on his hips. It's like at mm-hmm. the top of the stairs or whatever, and just looks like a hero. Imagine him, Okada, and a Demas El Desperado. It's hot. There it is. There it is. All hail. And that's I, the name of the faction. It's just called All Hail. Like, all hail. Uh, <laughs> that's what. It is. We're going off. Yeah, we're, we're going off. Wild, fucking on one today. But yeah. So oh, anyway, that's that's my dream faction. You got anything else? I I want to see. God, I'd want to see them bring back uh, like a young lion for them. Actually, you know what you could do? You What's could that? do shooter if you needed somebody to interfere oh, in the match. Such a, he's 
Oh, God damn it. He's going to be such a baby face, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could be. That is a good fit. That, a shooter, shooter learning from Okada would be, I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, he, he, and, um, and then that begins the story of, like, his first mentor was John Moxley. His second mentor is Okada. You know, they start to build the pedigree of guys that think. So if you just needed a heel turn and you didn't want to, you know, be breaking up factions and stuff like that, you could start as easy as shooter interference and then becomes Okada's protege. I got it. I got it right here. What if instead of shooter, you bring back Ren Narita and you have him, you have him start learning from Okada and, and Shibata's pissed. Shibata's like, how dare you take my student, my, oh. my baby Shibata, and try and teach him your ways. You so, And that sets up the match between Shibata and Okada. Oh, fuck. Okay. We, we need to stop doing fantasy booking because it's getting too good, and then anything that happens after that is just going to be fucking punishing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh yeah, and okay. all this just because we're we're getting bored of Okada versus Naito. Look at how spoiled we are. I know it's like the fucking one of the best matches going in wrestling today, and we're like, <laughs> do we really want to have it three times in a year? <laughs> yeah, we suck. But anyway, that was <laughs> so much fun running down all that stuff. This is a fantasy book of mania here today, but it is fun to just let your imagination run wild, especially on these times when we're just you know. We're predicting stuff because the the real juicy stuff is just around the corner. So, yeah, we've got Dantaku, we've got Forbidden Door, and then we haven't even gotten into Best of the Super Juniors yet, but let's save that and we'll do a Best of, best of the Super Juniors episode uh, coming up. Yeah, I think the, the, they've, they're bound to announce the lineup soon, right? Yeah. Like. Probably before our next episode. Let's do that. Let's not so. completely fantasy book the entire fucking brackets for best of the super juniors. Just let's let that play out. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna do the we're gonna do the uh, best case scenario, worst case scenario for best of the super oh, juniors. Oh, we're absolutely right? doing that. I'm just saying let's not just be like and I can't <laughs> wait until Lee Moriarty is in best of the super juniors. You know, that kind of stuff. Let's uh <laughs> let's wait. Uh, wait. Yes. <laughs> let's let's get Lee Moriarty in Best of Super Juniors. When Jones. Hook debuts in Best of Super Juniors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I know. But yeah, I love it. No, that's awesome. Well, this has been fun, man. Oh. Hook gets his first loss to Kanemaru, who like bashes a bottle over his head or something. <laughs> I love he it. Will, okay. uh, he will have already lost to Chase Owen. It's fine. <laughs> Don't totally you put that fine. evil in the world? Totally fine. I've been throwing juju around everywhere today. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right. All right. It. Hey, let's it. end let's the show. Wrap eh? it up. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening to this. The fourth episode of the Akata Shorts podcast. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really been keeping track. And we had like bonus episodes to begin with. So an episode. Of the Okada Shorts An episode podcast. of the Okada Shorts podcast. Yeah. Once again, my name is Curtis Spears. If you'd like to hear more of my thoughts, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at eldestructo83. Uh, you can listen to my other wrestling podcast, The Smart Foundation. You could also listen to my Geek Stuff podcast, which is things like D and D, 
Warhammer 40,000, that sort of stuff. That's the rolling dice. Uh, I'm sorry. Rolling dice. <laughs> rolling. We got it wrong. That's the throwing dice podcast. Don't even know the aim of my own fucking show. Mm. Look at me. It's 2 a.m. Exactly. That's what it is. He, say, he told us it'd be 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. And you know what? I'm, I'm fucking taking an eight hour drive to Wales tomorrow to go play more, uh, more Warhammer all weekend. I'm going to go to a whole other country. It's going to be great. That is hot. That's hot. And, uh, I have been Rafe Houston. I'm the host of Faces and Feels. You can check us out at Faces Feels Cast. All kinds of interviews planned. There'll also be more talk about my, uh, my recent holidays, my adventures to the deathmatch down under not here to fuck spiders event uh and all that kind of stuff so yeah tune in tune in if you like wrestling interviews if you like uh independent wrestling deathmatch wrestling anything like that uh that's where you can check it out a big special thank you finally to our boy riff your pod on instagram and Bandcamp. thank you so much for our absolute banger theme we fucking love it we get down every time we play it mm-hmm. air guitars all over fucking rafe's uh, on the mic like he's actually growling and stuff it's great <laughs> yeah thank you owen uh at riff your pod you can check them out on Bandcamp, and he can knock you up an easy theme just like that lickety split and mm-hmm. when i get up first thing in the morning uh and need to wake up to do this show and have energy uh that theme is just what i need so that's banging yeah. and uh else we need to thank we need to thank the lovely folks at uh count out yeah thank you count out very much for hosting our show and hosting a lot of really great shows on the channel uh like we referred to today the independent waters podcast which is a lot of fun um i I like listening to pure which is a ring of honor retrospective where they kind of go through different ring of honor shows absolutely love that one because it takes me back to when i was a younger man and uh yeah there's uh, how to talk to your friends about wrestling that's a great one as well i love that podcast good stuff count out you guys fucking rule they're killing it shout out to lauren your dose of death podcast a long time friend of mine uh that's a good listen too he also does covers deathmatch wrestling and does interviews and previews events and stuff like that so a good listen as well so thanks to the folks at count out and thank you to you the listener for listening we love you yeah exactly so until next time keep it right keep it tight and keep it short keep it short son what's up This has been a Countout Podcast. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.